Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Big Fat and God. Um, we are blessed to be here uh, in the land of the living yet again. Uh, my name is Karen Mills. This is and we are your your panel uh for today and on this episode we have evangelist kalisha robinson who is also a youth pastor lovingly uh refer to her as yp And we also have with us today Minister Rayford Hooks, who we yeah. also lovingly oh, refer to as Ray. Yeah. Ray yeah. 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 We're, we're so happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for making time to, um, you know, sit with us and chat with us about the very important topics that, you know, we will soon address. Um, yeah. So, um, we're going to get right into it. You know, there's a lot going on as, as Karen just, you know, made reference to uh, Black Lives Matter, the passing of George Floyd, uh, rights, looting, and still coronavirus. And still. And still. And, and still, God is God, so we trust him. Amen. And God for being God. So, my boy Flash. We're getting right to it. We're getting right to it. I'm glad to be with you guys today. Um, so yeah, uh question one, and I guess both of you guys can answer. Um, but uh we'll start with YP. Um in Romans, Romans 13, verses one through seven, it says, Let every soul be subjected unto the higher cup uh powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resisteth shall receive to themselves damnation. So now with that scripture, I wanted to ask you guys, um, is it possible to be submitted yet protest? Mm, That's a great question. You read that scripture like a, a 50-year-old bishop. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. So a couple of things I just think when I hear that scripture and just scriptures surrounding authority in terms of governance. And I believe the Lord allows people to be appointed, but that does not mean that he is endorsing them. I believe that he is allowing them to serve for a season and for a reason. Um, And many times their brutality and our suffering leads us to him. It's plain in the scriptures, Pharaoh, right? Children of Israel led to God. Anytime you see that type of suffering led to God. So can we be submitted? Um, Yes. Can we be submitted and still, what was that second clause? And still protest? Absolutely. Okay. Bible says be angry, but sin not. We can be angry. We can share that anger. Um, Even in Proverbs 29, right? It talks about when the righteous are in authority, that the people rejoice, but that when you have the wicked ruling, that the people mourn. 
and mourning is not quiet. Absolutely not. Right. So, yeah. Love it. Ray? I mean, I think you faster pretty much, you know, sealed it. Um, uh, we, we, we still have a responsibility, right, um, uh, to, to keep our salvation at the forefront of whatever position that we take, right, um, because that's who we are first, right? We are, we are children of God first, right? So um, I think that, like you pastor said, like any kind of, any kind of narrative, um, any kind of, you know, even story of like victory has to come with at some point being oppressed. Um, I, I still believe that, um, you know, we've been taught, right? Um, and, 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 we re- and we read to obey those that have rule over you. Over you. Um, but we also know that we have victory in the name of Jesus. So if, if, I, if you have rule over me and I'm being oppressed, we see the narratives throughout the word where people have, where people have fought, right? Um, um, a spiritual war a spiritual battle, but also a physical battle, right? Um, so I think that you don't necessarily have to lose your integrity and your salvation and what you believe, you know, for, for, for protesting, right? Um, because a protest, right, is to provoke change, right? And that's essentially what we want to stand in is change, um, um, give room for change. Um, and also we believe that our God is a God of truth, Right. And so we know that Satan is a father of lies. Like we know he's a liar. So um, when people don't get justice, that is a that is a proof. That's proof of of untruth. Right. And so I think we can I think we can fall on a couple of different um, areas. We can be found in a couple of couple of different areas in the word with with really holding on to our salvation and still protesting. Absolutely. That's dope. Let's give it up. <laughs> I like those answers a lot. Um, Can I just add a little clause yeah. to this little caveat? Yeah, I just think too, you know, when we hear different scriptures about how to conduct ourselves, I feel like many times we hear them through a white supremacy lens, a white supremacy mm-hmm. theological lens which was used to control, right? Black Christians, African Christians, right? It was used to convert and to control. And so I think sometimes when we hear these things about how to be passive and how to be docile and they're supported by scripture, we've got to think about where did that, what is the lens by which we've been taught to be Mm -hmm. quiet? Yeah, I always say that um, the Bible is, is a weapon. Like any weapon is put in the hands of the wrong person, it's gonna get bad. Mm. So mm-hmm. they they had that weapon. Uh, they had privilege to that that weapon, you know. Before we did, they they flipped they flipped the script on that. So a lot of things that um, like you just said, the way it's been taught to us has been taught to us from their lens, and they they put a bad spin on it. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank God for discernment. Amen. Um, I just want to chime in a little bit. Uh, and I'll, I'll say the question again. Is it possible to be submitted and yet protest? So I agree 100%. Um, 
100% because you're protesting for um, something in the world that we live in, you know, um, for a change in the world that we live in. And I don't think it changes my status. It doesn't change the fact that I'm a Christian at all. Um, but I do want to make sure that, you know, that it's a peaceful protest, you know, <laughs> you know, um, I, I wouldn't say that I stand behind like the looting um, and, you know, people destroying property. Um, I'm a, I myself am a business owner, so I would hate for someone to come and trash my establishment um, in, in the name of anything, you know what I mean? Um, but I do wholeheartedly agree that you can still be saved and, um, and yeah, and still protest, absolutely. Agreed. Hundred percent. You guys, you guys said it all. <laughs> we'll move on to our second question. All right. So, question number two, Romans twelve and nineteen says, "Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge; I will repay," says the Lord. So, um, that's just one of the scriptures. I'm going to read another one. Um, Proverbs 24, uh, verses 24 to 25 says, He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous. Him shall, him shall the people curse, nation shall at heart to him. I'm sorry, I can't even see this. <laughs> but to them that rebuke him shall be delight, and a good blessing shall come, come upon them. All right, so do we put away scripture one for another? So basically, these two scriptures are saying two different things. Yeah, they're both in the Bible. We're Christians; we believe in the word of the Bible. So, do we put one away for the other? Do we try to find balance? What's your take on that? Good question. <sighs> I think that our vocal objection and protests can't be equated to the payment deserved, <laughs> the payment um, and the consequences of systemic racism, right? So like if we're talking about like vengeance is mine, right? Um, I, I think even what we see happening in the streets isn't true vengeance in terms of how God plans to repay Satan for the, the way that he has taken black people. Robbing right? <laughs> yeah, really Macy's will never, never. <laughs> repay the enemy. And so um, I, I get, you know, that the Bible is complex and that it's multi-layered and that many of the scriptures seem to counteract the other. But I feel like if we look at it within context, it doesn't ha necessarily have to be one or the other, so to speak. Okay. Make that question a little more clear. Daniel, you, you explained that so well earlier on. If you could just give me and like some clarity around that again. Um, so the one scripture is saying to rebuke and the other scripture is basically saying vengeance is mine. So um uh the was well, basically saying you'll you'll be exalted for rebuking, you know what I'm saying? You'll be rewarded for rebuking. And the other scripture is saying vengeance is mine to save the Lord, which is basically telling us, you know, not to act. I mean, from the from the reader's perspective, if you read outside of context, that's what it's 
basically telling us don't act let the lord basically take care of it so do we have to put away one scripture for the other like do we have to you know abide by one or you know how how do we go about that you know because yeah most people i know a lot of people like even me i, I struggle with that um before I, I read everything in context and saw what the bible was talking about when that was happening you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so this is a cool yeah. question i guess i i guess so my my thing is like i i don't know if people should equate rebuking and taking action with the act of vengeance i think vengeance and being vengeful is a violent act and i believe that you can protest you can have a vocal objection without offending the lord so it's about how how you protest right how you were asked right i'm not naming names for the for our audience but they asked are we seeking vengeance or justice and if so uh what is the definition of vengeance all right let me pull that up let's let's pull that up So, so while you're pulling that up, right? I think this closely ties to what you were saying, you, uh, uh, you pastor, that we, you talking about hundreds of years of systematic oppression. You're talking about this is interwoven into it's it's ingrained in our in the history of this country and other countries in terms of mm-hmm. uh, oppression against people of color. So. What type of revenge are you seeking? What, 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 where's the revenge? So, so a connotation in my mind of like, or the understanding of seeking revenge is that I'm going to do exact, I'm going to do, I'm going to get back to you in the same way that you, you slap me, I'm going to slap you back and maybe three times harder because that's the, that's the revenge part is that I have to write that wrong in my mind and, and, and up one, right? I know if I'm getting revenge on somebody, you put me while I was sleeping with the with the uh with the whipped cream in my face or the shaving cream, or oh, when you go to sleep, oh it's oh it's on. So how can we, you know, especially because this is a this is this is spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. what 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 level of revenge? That's right. Are we really going to gain, right? Like, are we are we really going to recoup? Like, what are we going to get back for for the for the for the severity of where we are? Um, and and I guess I I guess I'll leave it there. You guys brought up the definition of right revenge. I, I think ultimately we already know that God knows our heart. So if He was to allow us to go and seek the vengeance that is especially necessary to that we deem necessary in these times it wouldn't be good for our soul salvation thank god for taking on the burden of vengeance thank you lord you know so we can get into that definition right right now right so vengeance punishment inflicted or retribution exacted for an injury or wrong i don't want um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a lot. <laughs> um, and let's see what Justice says. Um, I'm just going to skip down because it's a plethora. It's, yeah, it's a plethora. So I'm just going to use the one that says to bring someone to justice, arrest someone for a crime, and ensure that they are tried in court. 
perform as well as one is able to do to do, to treat, to represent someone with due fairness and appreciation. It's, it's, it's a time. Yeah. Um, but basically, vengeance is, is more like an eye for an eye. Vengeance is you've done something to me and now I am going to do something to you. Justice is more so like you've done something wrong, period. Mm-hmm. Whether it's me, whether it's you know morally, whatever it is, and you need to be brought to justice, which means according to this <laughs> but the, um, of the law take care of it right it's about like crime according to this definition how you feel well, about that yeah i just thought about too what ray said just about this being spiritual warfare i think that's exactly the case and it's spiritual wickedness in high places, places. Right. High places taking place in governments, taking place in um, infrastructures and in systems, um, in, in education, right? In prison, prisons. Um, but it makes me think, right? Like when we talk about vengeance, uh, since you mentioned about crime, and it made me think about the looters, right? And while I completely, and I, I know the saints are going to be like, oh Lord, here she goes. But while I completely, do not ascribe to stealing. My West Indian heritage tells me <laughs> the worst thing you can do is be a thief. Right. <laughs> okay. Cut off, cut off your hands. All right. All right. It says I if they used to tell me Bobby's, if y'all know what's best for y'all, not, don't steal from Bobby. Hey mom is gonna be there. Your picture will be at the door, the front door. But um they used to say if you lie, you steal, you steal, you kill. Right. Yeah. So, I'm, so I don't ascribe to that at all. But if I look at it, here we go back to context, right? If I look at it, and if I think about the history of America, right, and how people of color got here, America is the greatest example of looters, of looting, of stealing. Please. I mean, what could, we're looking at people stealing iMacs and cameras and pocketbooks. We just, America has stolen whole individuals and families. Colonizers. And good so, question to ask the Native Americans too, how they feel about looting. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're still stealing their land. Right. They're still, so, so when I think of that, I think of chickens coming home to roost. Mm-hmm. I think of when you, when you sow destruction, you reap destruction. Right. When you sow theft, you reap theft. The Bible says they sow into the wind and they reap the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Like, so we, we have to look at it, but we also have to be careful that we don't take on an oppressive narrative. And I'm, I'm going to just log out in a minute, but the oppressive <laughs> narrative of policing our own people right mm-hmm. and we can do that with even within our christian context we can think those things through amen right. can i can i just add to this um as you were as you were reading the definition um karen mm-hmm. um i found something very ironic right so revenge right vengeance right Mm-hmm. Do you know one of the very principles that the oppressor fe- felt, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Feels now, police, um, white folk who are who are 
prejudiced, racist, who, who, who fit the description. One of their greatest fears and the reason why they want to maintain oppression and they react the way they do is they're afraid that black people will do to them what, what they have done to us. Mm-hmm. They, they, they move on that. Now? They move on it. And so, and so in your mind, they, like the world, right? The thinking of the, that's the thinking of the world. They don't even realize that they have their system in such systems in such high places. We would all have to turn on them at one time. We would all have to, you would all, you would have to start the human race all over again. We would have to have abolished all the white folk. I'm just going to call it out because we can't give them that revenge back. We don't, we're not in a position really of power to do, we, we don't have the position of power to do it, but they're afraid. That's why the cops pull the guns because they're like, he, he might get back at me first. He might only see a white man who is racist. Or, or he might only see a cop that's racist first and try to kill me first. So that's the, that's the thinking. And if we are people of God, that's the difference. Right. Right. That has to be the difference. It's like, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you what you gave me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So that little piece. Wanna, um, uh, YP, you hit it also on the head when you were explaining how um, you can protest peacefully um, because, okay, I looked up the word submit, right? Mm-hmm. So you look up the word submit and biblically in translation, the word kind of got twisted because the, the Greek word is hypotasso, right? And that word just means to arrange orderly, right? And that, to arrange orderly, you can actually combat the system in an orderly fashion, right? We can have conversations, uh, we can protest in a way where we're not doing anything illegal, um, the problem happens, we turn the corner where people feel a certain level of rage and a certain level of anger. And um, as as we all, like, I feel it, you know? And it, it only takes, like, a cer- it takes a certain level of Holy Ghost not to move on what you actually feel, mm-hmm. you know? Like, certain things that I see, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it... it I don't know, like with, without the Holy Ghost, I I really don't know. I'd be somewhere locked up in the, like I, I'd be rem- in Rikers right now because a lot of you know. But um, I just I just said that to say you know in trend. That's why it pays to you know study and really look at the context of different things and look at what the word was really supposed to mean, sure. you know, because little things like that can change the whole scripture you know what I mean and we take it and we read it and we get one thing from it and it it doesn't mean that at all you know submission in that in that form was like okay arrange peacefully be peaceful about it in an orderly fashion or be obedient you know so yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely And, and when we talk about you know just order too we have to be careful that we don't allow people to tie our hands with our own words like in education when, when classes are moving about and there's a lot of shuffling, um, but there's work being done, we call it productive chaos. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be neatly tied in a bow. But again, who gave us 
these definitions who who taught us that right. you, you you know when you protest you have to be docile you can't you know and we call it um in race equity work tone policing where you know white folk and other folk will try to police how you present yourself the bible says cry loud and spare not, not. it says angry be angry but sin not anger many times comes with <laughs> loud vocals yeah. So just thinking, like, what do we think, what do we denote as order to, you know? Yeah. yeah that's a good point. That was good. That was good. Mm -hmm. Karen, you were about to get any questions. It's you. Oh, it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. I'm getting See, my eyes are, get my it twisted, eyes bro. My eyes are horrible. He's blind, y'all. Pray for him. Pretty much. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus gave sight to the blind. Yeah, wait, 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 sis, go get some mud, spit in the mud. And you'll yes, sir. Sling <laughs> it. I need that sight that Jesus was giving out, bro. If you get ringworm from that mud, though, <laughs> like coronavirus. Listen. Oh, man. Oh, God. All right. The question reads as. Well, no, it's two statements, right? Fighting for the justice of those who are deceased. Statement two, training our people on how to come out of these situations alive for future reference. You had to rank the order of importance 1A to 1B. What would it be? And read it again. Fighting for the justice. Again, fighting for the justice of those who are deceased or training our people on how to come out of these situations alive for future reference. Mm. Which order? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a... Ray, I'm going to let you go first on that. A thought uh, uh, thank you, because uh, I really don't have a ranking. Uh, I'm still trying to... I'll be talking this thing out. Um, so I feel... So fighting, fighting for justice of those who are deceased... That that I mean that that list is is ever growing, right? I think that's what where a lot of the fuel is, right? Um, is that you? It, 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 it's like it's never ending. Um, and this is just what we see. Um, this is through history, right? Like all the lives that are deceased, right? Um. I think that gives us fuel. I think that is where the passion um, for the protest, passion for the cause comes from. Not, I think that's what it is. Right. Tired of seeing people die. You're tired of seeing our people oppressed um, and, and, and die. But I feel like I'm more of a proactive type of I like pro I like being proactive than maybe reactionary. Um, so I think that training our our young people it feels it feels right to me um, of how to come out of these situations, but I also feel like it is the floor that is pulled from under you, right? So even with the like. Even with the young man for the huddle, um, young men of valor, lions then whoop whoop, gang gang, <laughs> change his name. 
we wanted to like we wanted to bring in an officer. I have a few friends that are officers, and this is this is actually this was after Maud Arbery and before George Floyd, right? We had a huddle, and our first discussion was about like racial injustice, like how we feeling, like we were really just kind of fleshing out our feelings, um, how we you know what like what can we do? Great discussion against amongst a lot of the young men, right? I cannot lie that I felt really uh, frustrated and torn. Um, I could not get an officer to participate, but part of me was like, "What are they gonna? How are they gonna tell us to stay alive when we're complicit? We're complying, mm. and we're still dying. People are cuffed. Th- these these individuals are cuffed on the ground, hands on their back, and what?" So it's like, I think I talked about this too. It's like, if you, 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 you have a short window when you come up against, if we're just talking about police brutality, killings at the hands of police, right? Which is a large part, which is in large part what we're fighting for, but it's everything else as well, right? It's what's ingrained. But you have a small window, right? To prove to the officers that you are not who they are profiling you to be. Um, that you are well-spoken enough to articulate yourself, but not smart enough to make them think you're too smart and you're trying to be a smart aleck. Mm-hmm. Right? Line. Right. Then very thin line, very, very slippery slope. So I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, it's proactive. Um, we're talking about ranking the importance. Um, I think in talking it out, I'm probably going with, 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 for the people who are deceased, because, and it's literally is me talking this out and coming with this now. I think what if we don't keep that in our forefront, the value of life, the value of equity, how we should all be treated equal, and not, and some of us not have to worry about the black experience as it relates to pr- police brutality and excessive force. I think fighting for the deceased keeps that fire and that passion there. Your uncle, your brother, your cousin, your your best friend. Because if you don't, what happens and what's ha- what's been happening is it gets normalized. That's the truth. Yeah, it's just another brother that got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just another 20 shots. He had no weapon. Yeah, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So talking it out literally, that's me talking it out right now. I, I'm I'm going to go with the first option, which is the memory of the deceased. I feel like what more, the, the education of where we come from, who we are, I think, I think more of the education should be placed on who we are. We are kings and queens, despite how we're being treated. We have a, we have, we, we, we're, we are rich and, and, and love and culture and just everything that this black skin represents. More education on that. But the greater education needs to be given to how we need to be treated. So I'm a I I probably took too much time. Nah, he's good. He's good, bro. That same question. Um, um, Ray gave a compelling argument, right, for putting those who have passed on um, at the top and prioritizing them. Um, 
it makes me think like I've always had an issue with like how our people and it's probably the only critique I really give our people because I, I believe we need all the grace in the world but the fact that we don't really come we we hadn't really galvanized and come together around social justice issues in the manner that our forefathers did in the 60s and 50s and 70s. Right. I always felt like it was because when we finally got on our feet, we were better financially. We didn't have a grave soul cause that really was affecting all of us. It was like Reaganomics. Some people flourished, some people were suffering, but those who were flourishing didn't really care about the crack epidemic. But I feel like we have literally been transplanted back to the 60s, 60s. where we're all in the same boat. <laughs> and so that is why there's been a global outcry because we're all, it's an even playing field right now. Coronavirus made it even. Right. <laughs> you had one pandemic that did that, and then you have this. But um, before Ray gave that argument, I really thought that those things have to happen parallel to each other. I don't think we, I think they have to happen together. And then they, you also have to have white folks who interrogate their own biases mm -hmm. and do their own work alongside us training. Because we could do all the training for our young people we want. I, I want to prioritize that and say, you've got to come home alive. I want to do that. But we also have to have white people think about the ways that they're enacting these injustices on every level, personal, institutionalized, on every level. So all these things ro run concurrently, you know, concurrent to one another. Uh, um, uh, I, I feel as though I, I love everybody's point of view. Um, and it's crazy because I don't think it's a right or wrong answer with this. Um, my my personal feelings, however, I do feel as though us being taught how to survive is, I mean, a hair more important slightly because, right, I'm, I'm fighting because, uh, I'm fighting for justice because, you know, my homeboy got killed or whatever. And with that, if I'm not taught how to fight, I'm going to be the next homeboy killed. Mm -hmm. And it's going to continue like that until there's none of us left to fight. Mm -hmm. So if we're the Native Americans and we got spears and they come in with guns, you know, if, we, if we're not taught what weapons to use or just how to get out of a situation, we won't be able to fight, which is why I slightly edge the side of us learning how to, because, you know, I can know my rights. I can say, officer, I know the right. I know my rights. I know I can do this. I know I can do, you can't do that. You can't touch me that way. You don't have the right to, bow. Mm -hmm. I don't say another word. Mm -hmm. He's so and right. That, I'm sorry, go ahead. And that, I mean, you can go ahead. I'm just saying that is why I, I edge that just a little bit. Yeah. No, you, you, you hit it because um, I'm just thinking about the work I do, right? Like, so I'm in the board of ed and I work with the executive superintendents and um, do a lot of work around instruction, but it's all through a culturally responsive, sustaining education lens. Mm -hmm. 
And so we help schools look at disparities. And one of the things that is constantly said about young people is, oh, our underprivileged youth, right? And we use some of this jargon thinking that we're being helpful, but in being intentional, we've said, no, our underserved youth. And so, or we talk about the achievement gap, which says they're not achieving. And so now we've made it, it's the opportunity gap, which means the problem lies with us. So when I think about training young people, I'm putting the impetus and the emphasis on the victim and not the victimizer. Right. Right? Like I'm putting the emphasis on, let me train you how to get through. No, let me train you how to not <laughs> oppress right. a group of people. Right. The flower doesn't grow. We don't, we don't, um, we don't, we look at the flower, right? We, but we really need to be looking at the soil. The soil. Right. The environment. We've been looking <laughs> at the <laughs> I think we've been, you're right. It, it was, what's crazy is you're right but I don't, think it's, I don't think they'll change because we've been trying to fight for this same thing. So in you being right, and I asked this question in a Lions Den uh, meeting that we had, for those who are watching who may not be a part of, you know, that the Lions Den is basically the young men's ministry of Mount Sinai Cathedral, right? And uh, we were, I, I posed the question, I said, what do you do when right is wrong? So, and I, I gave the example of one time me and uh, Quan, we were driving and we were in VA. We got caught at a speed trap. It went from 50 to 35 in about four feet, <laughs> right? So they pulled us over, so. right? And they said, okay, do you guys know you speed? And I was like, I'm sorry, we didn't realize. Uh, do we have permission to check, to go to, to check your car? We could have said no. We don't have no drugs. We could have said no, but we look in the rearview mirror, and behind us is four other cop trucks. Mm -hmm. Trucks, not cars. Trucks. Yeah. If I said, if we say no, right, it's a possibility we can have a big issue on our hands. It could go a multitude of ways, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, we say yes. Go through the car, whatever. The problem with this is, and I think Ray may have said it. Um, mm -hmm. It could have planted something, <laughs> right? <I thought> that. <laughs> right? So it's a it's a lose. It's almost a lose lose. Mm -hmm. So are you being absolutely right, YP? Mm -hmm. It's just like, what do we do? Because every every way we turn, it's a chance that we're not coming out <laughs> yeah well the word gives us the remedy you know so thank god for the word i was reading psalm 42 the other day and the psalmist was talking about all this calamity and he's mm -hmm. like basically like where are you god you left me up to my enemies lord i'm in distress lord but then after he he laments i'm talking about he's he's just saying like lord you have left me out here then he says, but I will praise you. I will hope in God. Yeah. I prayed about this because as a minister of the gospel, I have to carry the gospel of hope and truth. 
to people. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe it. <laughs> I have to carry it. It has to come to me first. And I said, you know, Lord, I thank you because at the end of the day, they may not change, but God will change us in mm-hmm. how to deal with it. God will cause us to flourish in the midst of it. Right. This is still our time. That is, that is exactly my point. Us. Us. That And that's what I was basically getting at because I don't think we can change them. Mm. I think we got to take on, uh, just to go back to um, YP's point, we got to take on the spird of Job. We, we, we've been getting slayed. Though he's slaving. Yes. Yeah. Well, I try. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and um, D- um, Daniel Mills, I think you have, have, have brought this up some time ago too. Um, it's really, you know, our prayer is that, is that when we get into those situations that, that Daniel has gotten him and Quan were in and, so many of us get into and try to navigate this world and come up against um, law enforcement that he is our peace uh, and he's our covering that he covers us. Right. And he, and he, and he dispatches his angels. Right. Um, Because the reality is that we really do have to navigate the world. Like we really, right. And we can't like, I mean, we've been quarantined so we can stay inside, but, We really can't just stay be so like I'm prepared, and then we and then we, you know when it, it doesn't necessarily come into like fruition for us to even be able to combat the officers right and say this is what who we are this is this is yes right um but we have to ask God for His grace we have to ask God to 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 hide us right mm-hmm. um. So yeah, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. I know we have other questions to get to. Let me just jump in real quick. <laughs> um, so when when I read this question, I was like, man, it, it's it's fifty fifty. Like they're they're both equally important. But the more I would like repeat it to myself, you know, I I have to agree with Flash that the second the second statement to me is just slightly more important, and I say that because. Yes, we have to remember our ancestors. Yes, we have to, you know, carry forth their fight. Yes, we have to do all those things. However, it's important for us to be good people as well. It's important for us to spread knowledge to one another. It's important for us to teach the next generation how to be better. It's important for us to do those things because to me, it's counterproductive if we're preaching about Malcolm and Martin and, 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 you know, all these people get, you know, my cousin killed someone and I'm screaming free TT, you know, only because he's my cousin and that's not fair. And uh-huh. that's the only reason why I say it's counterproductive. Um, and I love everything that's happening. Like we've been getting so much followers on our business page. So many people are, you know, not posting as much selfies. They're literally lifting other people up and I love it. But for me, my hope and my dream is for it to carry on. Not only when we see, you know, George Floyd and, you know, all these things back to back to, to make us angry. You know, I would love to see it just be the norm. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, no, crabs in a barrel and, you know, all of these things. Like, forget that. Like, let you know, like, let's stop saying that. Like, can we just change that? Can we even change saying that we're minorities? I hate that phrase. Mm-hmm. I, I get 
you know, why it was created. And I get it. It's a statistic. And, yeah. You know, I, I get it. But it feels really bad for me to say, oh, you're a minority and I'm, I'm the majority. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, to me, it's had its run. We've had our time. You know, we've, we've dealt with all the stereotypes. And now during this time, why not change things? Like, let's change it. Like, let's legit teach our children about their rights let's legit support our friends just because, you know, let's have more business showers, you know, and, and not just baby showers. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's come together like this, not just because we're outraged, not just because something bad happened, but because it's the norm in our community. So for, for me, that's the only reason why, you know, by a hair, I would have to say, you know, I, I think training and, uh, you know, teaching ourselves is just, you know, would just rank a little bit higher than um, uh, ju- fighting for the justice for those who are deceased. I also think we also too have to think about like what we believe in terms of people flourishing. You know, like sometimes when we see these things happen, we feel like, oh, dang. you know, like white people get all the perks. <laughs> like that's just true. Like you drive in a certain neighborhood, you're like, oh. Look at this. Look at these houses. Why don't we look like this? Like, um, but I think I've just been learning how to change my outlook on flourishing. I believe Black people and people of color in general, we live life with such a depth of joy yes. that is unexplainable. When we laugh, we laugh from a place... <laughs> that cannot be it can't be described when we get dressed other cultures literally steal everything we put on absolutely our 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 language our our way of speaking our way of interaction they literally study us and, and then go and create platforms based off of the ways we conduct ourselves in the midst of grave suffering. And so I believe, yeah, some of these people may look like they're flourishing in one way, but we flourish spiritually. We are a spiritual people. Right. We're beautiful. So I think we just have to take root in, in that and not live in the suffering part as much as we, you know, can try. That's so true. That's Even so our, very, true. our very skin, they're, they're tanning and uh, lip injections. And, look at all this you know, well, you know what I thought about though? Karen has said something about the minority and they're the majority. And you said, uh, YP, you said, you know, sometimes we drive through, you know, their neighborhoods and we're like, yo, look at what they have. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about the same majority rules? Like, have you really thought about that? Oh yeah, Major- I, yeah. I do. <laughs> Yo, and we're the minority. The oh, majority right. rules. Oh, they're all kind of. That's, that's why I, I told you, even in education. Yeah, yeah, wow. we're really deliberate about our verbiage. Like, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that, she's right. The, the fake battle rapper in me picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Agreed. <laughs> Let me find out. <laughs> That that entendre is, is wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought minority was was canceled a long time ago. Well, people, people bro, still say it. We're not even again, as as one of our viewers said, 
we're the majority. It's just that I think as a, as as just not being the right race, we've taken on not just us Latinos, Chinese people, everyone. We've taken on being the minority. It's just it's, they 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 threw it on the wall and it's stuck with us. Unfortunately, right. You gotta take that off. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, another viewer. Oh, this this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said the simple fact that the virus didn't give us a strict curfew. But this movement has mm. that shows the power Ooh. we hold. Yes, I love yeah. that. Who said that. Wow, can't say names, but they said it. <laughs> can't say it. Oh man, I gotta yeah, go back. That, I gotta go back. That was that was this really whole, good. This whole curfew thing is a joke. We out, we out here protesting about about injustice, right? And you uh-huh. think. That we're gonna be like, oh, it's 7 30. We gotta get ready to turn it in. Mm-hmm. We're protesting generations on generations of injustice. And you think that we're not we're we're gonna go out, we're gonna go home, we're gonna go home at eight o'clock. Because y'all said it's a curfew. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this thing in the spiritual and the natural natural. God is saying, like, yo, if you only knew how much power I've given you, mm, come on here. That's that. Sir. It's crazy because they they trying to give a, give them reasons to lock us up. Basically, let's create a curfew. So now we have a just. That's exactly it. Absolutely, I was That's at a protest exactly. the other day, and um, these protests are so well organized, and they're being run by young, young, young kids. I'm telling you, and it was so organized to the point where they were like, "Listen." If you guys get arrested, <laughs> bail relief is over here. Just come see us. Like it was funny. Yeah, and they told us we're protesters. We're not looters. We're not rioters. This is what we're doing. Um, there was a specific chant that I don't want to say that is happening right now concerning the NYPD. Yeah. They said, "Do not say that chant. Right. Do not provoke them." Um, but I say all of that to say, like they're looking for an opportunity as we walk. Um, you would see the the cops on bicycles trying to cut us off at every end. Right. But we were like water. Right. <laughs> and that's how we are in the spirit. We like water. Yes, slow. Yes. Yeah. They're trying to be slick. They're trying to be slick. How long did it take them to get an executive order for COVID? It took a minute. How all of a sudden they got an executive order for a curfew? You know how? They put it up under COVID. And and just and and just a- added it to the that executive order. If you look at it, if you find it, it's under COVID. It's not under that curfew. It's under COVID. It's not under anything to do. It it mentions the protest where where it is, mm-hmm. but it's under the executive order for COVID. Wow. So indeed. So um, yeah. youth, youth pastor mentioned the word riot and. Um, That'll bring us to our fourth question. And we're not going to keep you guys long because we do have some uh, service to attend to. Come right. on here. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't want no smoke with Bishop. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So the next question is, can you be saved and still riot? Not, not protest. protest, but can you be saved and still Ooh. riot? Uh, should I, let me pull up the uh, definition of riot real That's quick. That's a good question. Yeah, I have some. I have some definitions um, in front of me. If we want to oh, lay some ground, yeah, please. Yeah, bro. Please. Uh, yeah please. let's lay some ground. 
Okay, protesters, right? This this came this what I some things I came across. Protesters, right? They show up to provoke change. You meant I mentioned earlier it's about protesting is is about change, right? Yeah. Rioters, right? Show up to express anger, right? Opportunists mm-hmm. show up to loot and take advantage of discord. Ooh. The Gucci, Louie, what, yes. what we doing? Celine. Who got it? Hit me. <laughs> DM me. You got it for the low DM me. <laughs> right? And then the last. Especially if you got three, four, seven. That's it. <laughs> Look, jumbo. Listen. Listen, it's 40 million on unemployment. Uh, run. Let's run. Let's run your numbers up. Hit me up. Um, and then we have the last one is we have agitators, right? They show up to push a nefarious agenda that opposes the cause they have infiltrated most often to stir up unrest and those who remain neutral to the cause. Mm. Protesters, rioters. Wait. Right. Hit us with that again. Agitators Mm -hmm. show up to push a nefarious agenda that opposes the cause Uh, that they infiltrated. mm -hmm. They steal in our protests, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Most often to stir up unrest and those who remain neutral to the cause. Mm -hmm. So you're not really picking a side. Right. You're part of the agitators. Yeah, we don't we don't want to be nefarious. That's not that's not Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. I just wanted to, to, so we could sound nefarious. <laughs> I just nefarious learned just sounds bad. Just don't sound right. No. no. I'm going So the so the question, can you be saved and still riot? It's a good question. And 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 um to add on to that. We've been using Jesus flipping the tables. Mm-hmm. Jesus a writer. And then two, I'll, I'll, well, I'll get on that. I, I'll add on to that after you guys answer the question, but please. And I, I like that image too, Jesus uh, flipping, the table. flipping the table. I don't know if you guys have been seeing that on social media. Yeah, yeah. I actually put up a post that, because I like to think about common sense theology right just common sense if you look at the text and i put the day jesus started a riot imagine a man with woolly hair mm-hmm. feet like brass gets angry about an injustice and starts flipping stuff over right sounds familiar that's, that's today well, let's, let's talk about uh, let's talk about how again god is and and jesus being you know so so strategic Mm-hmm. He hit them where it hurts the money market, right? Mm-hmm. It was all purposeful. He knew that it would stop everything and get their attention, the money. Mm-hmm. That's something we can apply. That's I'm just saying that to That's say that. Been, we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Hit yeah. them in their pockets. Yeah. I also think, you know what? As Christians, we see we we keep taking on this docile passive negro stance right, right. right. Mm-hmm. as christians we literally have been called to disrupt right you've been called to be a disruptor mm-hmm. 
Okay. When Jesus says, when, when, the, when the Bible says that every knee shall bow yes. and every tongue shall confess. And this is what I love about the gospel, that Jesus is Lord, that there is no other way <laughs> to the father, but by him. Mm-hmm. That's right. an, that, that, that gospel has audacity. That's a commitment. It's, a, it's an offensive gospel. It comes to separate parent and child. So true. It tells you that. And so I believe we've come to be disruptors. Have we come to be looters to rob Macy's? No, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> That's a, if you're taking that away, there's right. a problem. Yeah, so... So I have a question, right? Because in my head, when I think of rioting, I think of confusion, right? And being that God is not the author author of that, how do we, that's that's my battle with that question. Are we causing confusion to bring about peace? Because if we think about what Jesus did in that temple, right? Bible says he literally got cords and whipped them. And turned over the tables. Now they're money changers, so money's flying everywhere. So there is a sense of confusion, but it's to literally bring about order because he said, You've made my house a den of thieves. Yeah. And I don't think this confusion that happened, I think it was a disruptance. Right. That's yeah. what I think happened there. That's tricky. I'm sorry. That's, that's real tricky. Dude. Speak on it. I don't, on, I don't come know. On, come on, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Writing is like the ultimate form of <laughs> like nobody carry it out. Yes. No, but all right. If somebody said, if you heard, oh, oh, he came in here and caused a riot, and not they're not riding without it's you know more more times than not you're not riding without a cause. Right, you're not just you know. Then you're just you know you going like crazy, or you 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 know you wilding, right? But it, it it's it's not without cause. Okay. It's not without trying to, it, huh? You're breaking up, Ray. No, oh, sorry. This is my life. I break up. <laughs> so so that's the cause. for you, bro. <laughs> you're good right now, though. You're good. Yeah, you should. Okay, I, I was yeah. going to ask, so does the cause justify the confusion? The, the sin? Technically, that's the sin. To be angry. No, but that's an action. Because rioting, rioting would be, in my, in my eyes, the way I'm viewing it right now, rioting would be the sin because you're causing, you're part of the cause of confusion. Whether it's for a cause, or not, you know, like one I mean, of our viewers just said, I think we are causing confusion to them, but we are intentional in our doings. Now, if our intent is not to bring confusion, it just happens within within the midst of what we're trying to do. If again, if our intent is not to bring confusion, does that debunk what you're saying? I don't know because can we that we repent daily for sins of omission? Well, what are we qualifying as a sin? Because if we think about the Old Testament, the Lord sent confusion to the camp of the enemy. 
The it's Lord so is also a jealous God, though. So it's like we can't be jealous. The God can do stuff we can't do. <laughs> so no, 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 we we can we can. Why can't we cause confusion in the spirit? We, we like our intent. We it's are up. we are spiritual beings. We are coming to when we pray, we confuse the enemy, right? <laughs> I just thought about it. <laughs> Trying to mess up the devil's mind, so I'm praying. So I'm, I'm, I'm purposely starting confusion now. Are y'all really doing it? <laughs> oh, wait, wait Daniel, Daniel, I missed your whole comment. Did you say, did you say praise confuses the enemy? You said that. I, I felt like I thought I was taught that it does. Lower, I'm out. That actually chronicles, if we think they started singing and the Lord brought confusion to the camp of the enemy. That is, that's biblical. The Lord did it though. We ain't going right. This power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. He will quicken. Look what it says your mortal body. He will quicken us to cause change in the earth. We are called to be change agents. And it doesn't have to feel comfortable. It doesn't have to be wrapped neatly in a bow. It may look like confusion. This is good. I love this. I, I, I think I think we're going to need a part two, y'all, because we have 15 minutes. <laughs> um, so, so go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Karen. My oh, bad. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's on you. It's this on is you. good, though. It's okay. It's good. We, need a, we need a part two. You might. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going we're gonna to come away from that a little bit. The next question is, should all cops be held accountable amongst, yourself, amongst themselves, basically? Should all cops be held accountable? Amongst themselves? I'm sorry. This is not for me. Y'all, y'all supposed to answer my bad. <laughs> should they be held accountable? Should I, should I look at this cop and treat him like he is the said officer who, who, who unfortunately killed that. I mean, who unfortunately killed George Floyd. So I look at and so many others. Yeah, should, I, should I treat cops in that same breath? Oh, that's a hard question because the behavior of cops, although they are individuals and we want to treat people as individuals, we only deal with them in like split seconds so we don't have time to judge right and we know that their behaviors are pervasive like there are pervasive ideologies within police forces that it's blue above everything else right and so that's hard I, 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 I mean yeah, they should be held accountable. Yes. All on the same level. There has to be a sense of accountability. Do we treat them all the same? When we're talking about injustice and when, when we talk about uh, when we talk about them policing, are they policing all of us the same? No. That's the problem. You know what I mean? So like, should we treat them all the same? I think I would say most of us who have respect for people, for, 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 for humankind, we would treat officers with respect. Right. But that's not returned. That, that, that same sense of accountability is not there. It's not, it's not upheld that we're going we're gonna to police in Brownsville the same way we're going to police in 
uh, Borum Hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. So if I if I if if I uh, if I rob somebody in Brownsville, am, am I less guilty in Borum Hill? Mm. So if they policing, right? If they if if if, if they're crooked. If they are acting out their own, uh, um, um, if they are upholding the values and the pro- and, and the processes and uh, the excessive force of that uniform, uh, they all should be held accountable. Okay. I don't, I I work I work I work for the city of New York. If I make a if if I uh. If there's an infraction, right, like, like, like truthfully, man, I get hyped for a certain agency because of, in fear of the reaction that I would get when people find out I work for that, for that agency. Wow. I'm also be like, I just work for the city of New York. I didn't go into what agency, right? So it's the, it's the same thing. Like these Officers wear a uniform. It's it's identifiable, unless they D's, but it's identifiable with what what comes along with that, and we all recognize it. But the issue is that my experience and some and people of other of other ethnicities' experience is not it's not the same. So, so right. I, I feel like this question is subjected to lens because um, if. Uh, from the lens of some, as it, as already expressed, right? It's like, okay, like exactly how you said it, Ray. It's like, because I'm a part of it, then if we're judging that whole thing, then everybody's held accountable, right? Then there's the other lens of everybody is their own individual. So if somebody had a bad experience with someone from Mount Sinai, it can be a poor representation of who we are, but then should we judge people by should, okay, so yeah, should we judge people by who they're in company with? Because I know people who are very close who are very, very different, right? But then I also look at it as, because I I know somebody on my Instagram who I went to high school with, um, and it's a female, and she's a cop now. And she was furious that everybody was coming at cops crazy, talking crazy about cops on Instagram, right? And um, she was like, just know when you talk about cops like that, you talk about me, and I joined this to, you know, be a change. And my problem with that is that it's too many against the change for there to be change, right? Mm. But at the same time, that individual, I don't think should be treated like I treated, like like I would treat uh, Officer Shelby, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I, I understand the theology behind it. Like, yeah, well, you're a part of it, so you, you know, we treat y'all all the same, but I try not to do that because I, I'm a shoe. If the shoe was on the other foot, kind of person, like right. let's say I decided to join um, the uh, the police force, right? And I know, dag, you know, I actually know somebody who quit the police force because of this, right? Like I'm not gonna be a police any uh, a police officer anymore. I'm gonna just be a sheriff, 
those are actually separate and people don't even really know that. Like you could be a sheriff and not a police officer, but he quit being a police officer. He remains a sheriff. And these are the things that these people go through. And I have these conversations with them. It's like, okay, there's one who's in it and feels like, oh, I should be exempt from all the scrutiny everybody gets. It's one who left because of all the scrutiny that that's um, coming upon the police force. They're both black, one is male, one is female. And it's like everybody's situation is particularly different. So for me to say we should do that, no. Now, does it happen? Yeah, but I don't feel like we should judge them all the same. Then you made a good point because you, you just <laughs> took my mind back to one night being in bed coming out of, I think it's Sylvia's, uh-huh. and a young white cop, I could tell he was fresh out of the academy because his <laughs> uniform was starched so hard. <laughs> and I went to my car and I had parked my hydrant and I saw a ticket and I was like, oh man, like, come on. And he came over, he was so nervous and he stayed a couple feet away. He's like, I'm so sorry. I looked around for a really long time to see whose car this was, but I'm so sorry. I, I, that guy, poor brother. I'm going to call him a brother because he deserves it tonight. <laughs> he was so scared. Yeah. He was so frightened. And um, I wasn't even angry. I was really like, oh, man. But my heart went out to him in that moment because right. he was patrolling in an area that he was unfamiliar with. Right. And I'm sure he's looking at it through his cultural lens, you know, right. that, you know, we're whatever. And uh-huh. so in terms of treating people as individuals and treating cops like that, I think you're right. It's not fair to just peg everybody the same and brush them with the same brush, right? But in terms of them having to be accountable financially for their shenanigans mm-hmm. and abuse... I think they would deal with us differently if when they had to, the city had to give these payouts right. that the, the, the whole departments would suffer and would be penalized in terms of their pay. I think we would see some, some changes and some results. I agree. And I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate really quickly. Um, Stir it just, up. Just, just to answer the question, um, should, should we treat all cops the same? My answer is yes. But the treatment is with respect. Now, I understand that respect has to be earned. So I will say that they have not earned the respect. Mm. However, because they are the ones who I'm going to call if someone comes knocking on my door, I think that we should treat them with respect. And we do, Daniel and I, we also have members in our family who are sergeants, officers, you know, different cities, different states. Um, and, you know, of course, we're Black, clearly. And, you know, my husband is Black. We're raising a Black son. So I can speak from, you know, both Wait, sides. you're Black? Right? Found <laughs> out yesterday. <laughs> he just found out. <laughs> golden. Right. Um, so, so, yeah. So I think that, you know, they should be treated with respect, but the respect has not been earned. Um, for me, I definitely think that they should all be held accountable, but I agree with you. you let me, Kalisha. Um, I agree with Kalisha because, as Ray was saying, also, if something happens at his job, there's an infraction that affects them all. Why is not the same thing for the police? Why? Why is it that for you to be a teacher, a lawyer, you know, a, a, a medical assistant, you have to go through so much training 
but you need a couple of credits to walk around with a gun and call yourself a police officer it's not fair it's not right i think the whole system everything needs to be dismantled i think you know if they're getting these bad shootings as they like to call it then something needs to happen the lieutenant the sergeant the whole precinct they need to lose something it needs to be rained down on them as a whole because they're a gang they're you know they're the they're the gang in blue right so i think if something happens if they're getting these bad shootings you know excessive tickets in certain neighborhoods and to certain people of, of color, brown and black people, something needs to happen. Because right now what they do is they just band together. Um, you know, it's not like they're not 100% getting charged because in some cases they are being charged, but it, it's coming out as innocent. They're innocent and they're all together like, good job, you know, you know, we're rooting for you. So they're all literally ganging together because that's how they're taught when they're going through the academy. It's mm -hmm. like, you're, you're a part of us and that's it. You're, you know, you're not black. You're not brown, you're, you're Spanish, you're blue. That's what you are. You're blue. They're taught mm -hmm. to be blue before anything blue else. Before blue before, before anything, before anything. So I think that whole thing needs to be changed. I think they need to go through psychiatric evaluations more. They need right. to go through, you know, just everything. Just, it just they needs really to should live in the neighborhoods that they, they service. Oh, that would change everything. I, I don't even know because we still have people who call them, oh, you're a sellout. Oh, you're you're a, you're an Oreo. You're this, you're that. So, and I think the fear is they don't want them to run into people that they know because that's where it gets weird. Where you see your ex-boyfriend <laughs> selling crack, you know, on the corner and now you have to be the Maybe one to, also to call them in. Racial sensitivity training class or something. But, but, I'm gonna have to stop, guys, because we are entering into scripture. What I can't, what I do want to ask you guys is, are you open to doing a part two with the same guests in the same panel? Definitely. I think it's I'm with great, it. super informative, and it was definitely. I thank God for that. I'm gonna ask YP to close us out in prayers for for covering and so on and so forth for for you know for this great cast of people we have today and all our viewers and you know, the world. So please close our prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you, our God, for your mercies. We thank you for your grace. Father, it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto us. Thank you, God. Thank you for covering us through two pandemics. Father, we thank you that you've taken us through coronavirus. Yes, but God, we thank you that even with racism in the land, you have covered us. We thank you, Father, that you have called yes. us to flourish in the time of famine, in the time of famine, oh God, where people have a spiritual famine, Father, a moral famine. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to call unto you. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for access to the throne of grace. Thank you that you are at our reach. We thank you, oh God, for your divine protection. Thank you that the angels of the Lord are encamped about us. We thank you, Father. Your word declares that a thousand shall fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but that it shall not come nigh our dwelling. Father, we thank you for your word in Psalms that said, by this we know that the Lord doth favorest us, for he hath not allowed our enemies to triumph over us. Thank you for the word tonight. 
that when heaven and earth pass away, that when principalities and powers and rulers of this world, when they pass away, that your word will forever remain. Father, yes. we thank you that your word is settled in heaven. Now yes. settle it in our hearts, settle it in our minds. Help us to chew on it. Help us to digest it. Help us to regurgitate it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you that you are your word. We thank you, Father, that you will continue to cover us under the blood of Jesus. Thank you that the blood prevails tonight. The blood over our homes, the blood over our families, the blood over our loved ones, the blood over our young black men, the blood over our young women, the blood prevail tonight. Thank you, Father, that there is still power in the blood of Jesus, still power in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, we thank you that when you see us, you see the blood. You said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Thank you that calamity passes over us tonight. Thank you that destruction passes over us tonight. Thank you, Lord, that this violence that is in the world will pass over us and will not consume us. Thank you, Father, that we are under a blood shield and a hedge tonight. Thank you, God. And we claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We thank you all for tuning into episode three of this that thank God. Thank God. <laughs> this is lit, y'all. Love y'all. You guys are a blessing. Thank you. Thank you.